2: Hey friendos, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. This coming Sunday, uh, we're going to be doing our Survivor Series watch along, so be sure to uh, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, at real going in Raw just so we can decide where we're actually going to do that. Larson, yes, you have your it hand up, sir. It certainly sir. does
3: not feel like there's a pay-per-view this weekend based on how Raw has been going the last couple of weeks.
2: Man, we're going to get to all that because I I just – I'm out of excuses. I'm out of excuses for the dabbed E, man. Like no it's No excuse just, anymore. Like at least, okay, we'll get there, we'll get there in a bit. We'll we're gonna talk there, about that. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. talk about Survivor Series. We're gonna talk about Raw. Uh, we're gonna talk about all that stuff. We're gonna talk about Kenny Omega, and we got a status update on him. I just wanted to mention this real quick. Patreon.com forward slash Steven Lawrence. A little bit later on today. We're gonna, we're gonna do our best to open our minds to the to the WWE and say, hey, look, here's some things that really should happen at Survivor Series. Here's some meaty story ideas for a Survivor Series that clearly is not being set up by any stories whatsoever, at least none that are uh, uh, coherent or or make any amount of sense. Uh, we're going to do that today at Friendo Club TV. It's the bonus episode. It's one of three bonus episodes you get by being a patron. At $5 a month, it's a great way to support going in raw. And if you listen to us in the audio realm, you get the show ad-free. You know all those ads we do? You don't have to listen to the darn one of them. Uh, at the patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, you can just import your RSS feed from uh, from Patreon over to your favorite podcast app. And uh, as long as it's not Spotify. If you listen to us on Spotify, sorry. Nothing I can do about that. Um, but, uh, but you can do that, and it helps support the show. You get the bonus content, and it's all advertisement-free. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to pay a little bit less, $3 a month, you can still listen to the show, ad-free, no bonus content. And you can do that at uh, 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 goinginraw.supercast.tech. Correct. Uh, So check that out. It's a great way to help support Going In Raw, be part of. The best, honestly, the best damn community in pro wrestling. I mentioned this yesterday at the head of the AEW Review, man. The, The friendos are great. Uh, and by the way, just real quick, sending our love, all the positivity we have yes. to our yes. amazing friend, Oh Maggie, mm-hmm. we're with you. We love you. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and, and we're there for you. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, so yeah, before we get started on our raw review, uh, talk to us about Kenny Omega, dude, what's going on. All right. So, you know, we've heard about
3: machine. Yeah. 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 We've heard for months that Kenny was dealing with like various injuries, like a bunch ailments and yeah. injuries. Uh, so on and so forth, or, uh, and uh, in a recent uh, video he did with uh, a chiropractor, I watched part of it, it's extensive, it's very long. Uh, a chiropractor by the name of Bo Hightower Omega confirmed that he is dealing with a pretty significant shoulder injury. He said he can't do this. Just lift his, his arm up laterally to the side. Oh dang. Although he, got, work, he, he got some work done by this uh, Hightower guy and he could somewhat, Damn. but he could only go about that high. He said he could do yeah. diagonal raises. But then, kind of more more shockingly, he said he's been suffering from vertigo since 2018. He'll be in the in the ring during a match, and sometimes the ring will start spinning. Whoa! Which I can't imagine how awful that is. Um, and he he that it's,
2: it's all it's terrifying. in there with the you know that's horrifying.
3: horrifying. He mentioned that in relation to uh, his neck. Cause he's like moving it side to side, up and down. He's got limited mobility there at first. Uh, and until again, this chiropractor works him over a little bit, and he's got a bit more mobility. So Dave Melser is reporting that Omega will be medically evaluated tomorrow. That's November seventeenth, and that that evaluation will determine whether he's going to take some time off or not. Um, I, you know, I, I I hope for his own quality of life and his own well-being. He does. It's pretty obvious yeah. that he's fairly beat up at this juncture. Um, and, uh, it'd be great for him to take however much time he needs, heal up as best he can. And when, he, it, when, and if he feels like he's ready to return, come on back. But I, you know, as, as much as I enjoy Kenny's work, I don't want him to be in the ring and potentially suffer, uh, a, 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 a significant injury that either that, that, that could, you know, uh, 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 make his quality of life less than what it already is. I don't want to see that happen. He up, Kenny.
2: Man, dude, AEW is so stacked. Yep. They do a magnificent job booking stories and 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 characters that he would be missed, but it look, we all understand and it's time really for Hangman to take that spotlight anyways. Kenny's story can pick up when he's ready. I agree with you 100%. I don't care if this dude takes a year off. He has busted his ass for us mm-hmm. since, at, since we've been watching New Japan since 2017, I think. Since January of 2017. And it has been just best bout after best bout. He is my, I think, I think my definitive pick for Wrestler of the Year 2021. You know, we, we have to talk talk about stuff, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be difficult to move me off that um, because of everything he's accomplished this year. Uh, just the you know, the best wrestler of his generation, in mm-hmm. my opinion, mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy I've mentioned this before. Uh, I haven't seen I haven't experienced a pro wrestler like that since RVD, since I first laid my eyes on RVD. Back when I started watching ECW in 1998, when you, me, and Jeff moved to uh, to to Los Angeles, and Mm -hmm. we had that on our TVs, Mm -hmm. I was like, "Holy crap! This is different pro wrestling. This is so exciting and so interesting." When I saw that first Okada Omega match, and and it's been nonstop
3: since then with Kenny Omega. Take a break. You deserve it. I mean, he tore. It hurts
2: sometimes watching you wrestle.
3: He tore his meniscus, I think, while still with New Japan, and usually the. I, uh, the recovery for that is months. I feel mm-hmm. like he was back in like I don't know the exact time frame, but it was way quicker than you would anticipate from from a, a torn meniscus injury. You know, like yeah. he 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 has been pushing and pushing and pushing himself. And, and Melser mentioned that you know he, it seemed like he was maybe slated to take some time off earlier, but he wanted to see through the story with with Hangman. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he he just kept on going. Um, he definitely deserves time off. I hope he takes advantage of an opportunity to take some time off. AEW is stacked. Uh, you got Adam Cole there waiting in the wings to more or less take that role once mm-hmm. Kenny is kicked out of the elite. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, I, I, I hope he doesn't feel any pressure to return sooner than he needs to because now is a time for him to rest and recover. hmm yeah. You know, and so when he comes back, especially if he gets kicked out of the elite, if he takes – six, eight, 12 months off he comes back, it's going to be pretty huge you know, and if he wants to do a a, a face run after that um, you know, cool, but more than anything just rest, I hope he rests and recovers so, you know, the injuries he's suffering from now, don't impact his quality of life going forward you Mm -hmm. know, it would suck to have to live you know, he's what, 37 38, to live the remainder of his years dealing with vertigo, if there's a way Mm -hmm. he can take care of that and deal with that and not have to deal with that anymore. That would be yeah. fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, man. You want we want these guys to be these guys and gals to be healthy mm-hmm. and happy, mm-hmm. and uh, and that that comes before our pedestrian entertainment. Indeed, needs. Uh, anyway, speaking of pedestrian, oh, God. Uh, raw happened. Uh, we're on. We're, this is the
3: last raw before Survivor Series. So this feels like there should be three weeks out from Survivor Series. The way the the stories are being told, such as they are. This has got to be the
2: like the most underwhelming build to Survivor Series we've had in quite some time. So 2019, let's just backtrack a little bit. 20, 2019, we had uh, the NXT Invasion.
1: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
2: Which I personally feel that was the best one in a little while. I thought it was fantastic. And some of it might have been happenstance because of the Saudi Arabia plane thing. Mm -hmm. And they needed people, so they did the NXT invasion. And then at Survivor Series, NXT totally ran the table. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And then uh, uh the next year 2020 of course uh, uh they were dealing with covid and stuff but still wasn't was last year wait was last year the one where it was like a, a team raw was dysfunctional and they were trying to get on the same page and it was the skipper stuff yeah. with riddle that was awesome i i team raw's story was fantastic mm-hmm. and then they ended up sweeping i think smackdown. team smackdown yeah. or something like yeah. that that was really really good build character building stuff What has happened between then and now? Because look, you and I, I will say this. Plenty of people, well, just let me preface it by this because I'm sure you're going to have a good point here. Plenty of shows out there, our contemporaries, if you will, have been ringing the, the alarm on WWE being crap for a long time. And we have tried our damnedest to hold off. I do think when you look at last year's Survivor Series build, there was good stuff there. Yeah. Uh, The year before NXT, the year before, who knows? My memory's crap. That was uh, about the the, the year that Triple H kind of laughed through the whole thing? Probably, which was, in my opinion, awesome for very bad reasons, but it was still entertaining. But this year has been so particularly lazy.
3: What is the problem? Crown Jewel. They had to book a WrestleMania-level show a month before Survivor Series. Um, usually, you know, in years past, it'd be like, it was Hell in a Cell that was October, you know? Well, there's two things. There's that, and I f- the draft needs to move to some other time of the year. Because even this year, they're barely even pushing any sort of brand versus brand thing. Because wisely, like a vast majority of the people who are on the Survivor Series teams weren't on the brand they're representing prior to October. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So they're not even bothering with the brand versus brand thing. Mm-hmm. They spent a lot of time investing in the stories leading up to Crown Jewel, Mm -hmm. and they didn't give themselves a whole lot of time to build to Survivor Series, especially when they don't have that brand versus brand thing to to lean on. Mm -hmm. Um, So they really either got to change the calendar up a bit in terms of Survivor Series. They're going to do a brand versus brand thing. You got to move that draft either after WrestleMania or after Survivor Series. I can't remember who it was who mentioned that on Twitter. Those are like the two most obvious, I saw that this morning, um, the two most obvious times a year to do it, and they just don't. I'm sure they have Mm -hmm. obligations with their television partners to have it at a certain point. um, But it really, it it, it limits them on what they could do creatively for what's supposed to be one of their major pay-per-views for the year also this show needs some stakes finally like, what's the point in there's really no point like you win your survivor series match what do you get you don't get anything doesn't make any sense so add some stakes
2: i'm you know i i, I totally agree oh that. it was, it was I think louis dangler be... sorry
3: it was louis Dancor who mentioned the mania after mania or after survivor series have drafts who i thought it was one to shout him out louis great we've
2: group. been saying that forever yep. though we've been saying that forever the draft needs to change it's it's so weird that the the most simple i uh, dude i don't it's it's honestly i don't know if it there i do feel like ever since ever since NXT especially like so just over the past couple months when NXT sort of surrendered and became 2.0 yeah right yeah i feel like around that time just over the past couple months it feels like wwe has just gotten lazier and it's funny because i was i joked speaking of louie he tweeted yesterday you know wwe really needs to kick it up with ron SmackDown if they want fans to be interested in survivor series and this is not this is not a new concept what i'm about to say but it just seems a lot more evident now then it has. Even a year ago, they have their peacock money. Yeah, they have their TV their money. their TV money. What do they
3: care? They're not. I, I, they're not a. They're not definitely not a pro wrestling company anymore. They're barely even a sports entertainment company anymore. I think they've said this in their conference calls. They're they create content. They're just about churning out content now. You know. But I mean, what does that mean? That content, that's a TV show. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Shouldn't it be, shouldn't your goal be
2: to increase your viewership by having putting on compelling stuff? You would think so. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So like it's funny, because Enforcer and I were talking about this, I think last night, uh, on on my on my channel. Um and and he said something like, you know, it's it's like they're just relying on their brand name, like Disney relies on their brand name. But the difference is, and I was I was telling this to him difference is if Disney always tries to outdo themselves. They do. Right? They do. It's like if they have a sequel or a Marvel movie comes out and it underperforms, whoa, heads will roll. Yeah. They will publicly execute executives if that happens and bring in whole new swaths of people to reboot franchises you know, and
3: stuff. And I'll even say this, having just been to Disneyland not having been there for about 10-ish ten, uh, years, and it's small things, but you notice them. A lot. I mean, a lot of the animatronics that were there were so old. They updated a mm. lot of that stuff. They updated, mm-hmm. the, the food is better at Disneyland. I feel like, yeah. but what I was yeah. there ten years ago, there's more options. Like even on that level, they mm-hmm. it feels like they're constantly trying to improve stuff. Whereas WB, yeah. they're like, all right, we have, and part of it too is is any TV show, even if it's wildly successful. If it goes on a bad run, it's going to be in danger of being canceled. Yeah, D- I yeah. don't really feel like WWE is anywhere close to that point where, where the ratings tank so badly. I mean, it looks like you know, especially if you look back f- five years ago, you think, oh, one and a half million viewers for all, you know, they're getting a crap mm-hmm. deal from USA and on the verge of being canceled. Doesn't seem like that's the case. If there's no, no danger of being canceled, then yeah. there's no, there's basically no motivation across the board for them to improve the quality of their product there's none because there's like the the the, the demo
2: number which you know we we talk about ratings here and there we don't hang our hat on or anything like that it's just i I feel like and people ask the question what do you anybody care about ratings I think ratings are an interesting indicator as to how their business is doing or how potentially their business could be doing. And and that might affect things like creative. It might affect. Well, I mean, seen it. definitely. We've yeah, yeah.
3: Rating, ratings and the demo number affects what they, I believe, what they could charge, what the network could charge for ad rates with particular shows. And that's right. how the networks recoup the money they're paying for those shows.
2: Some of the stuff involves the business of the company, and the business of the company yeah. can affect the creative of the company. Absolutely. We've seen this millions of times. And so it is interesting to look at it as an indicator, not as to, oh, who's winning what. But, uh, but, their demographic number the you know still does pretty damn well like in the ratings Uh they do pretty well so like why would they have any motivation i guess i'm just asking them wwe directly can you please put a little more effort into it because yeah they're doing fine they're making all this boatloads of money and they've got these tv deals for like decades out and they do have a big show feels not the big show but a big show feel to it when you can bring in brock lesnar And, you know, Roman Reigns has these 10 minute entrances and there's this illusion of like, you're, you're in the big time. But if you actually watch the show, it's like, oh, this is dog shit half the time. Like sometimes Rob will feel motivated. And I'll be like, hey, this is pretty good.
3: This, this is all right.
2: But then you go and you watch the show like Full Gear. It's like, God damn.
3: You know, telling real stories over there. With WWE, is something I've been, I've been thinking about for a long time. Competence is the new excellence. They put on a show that's like the bare minimum of entertaining and it seems yeah. great in comparison yeah. to the rest of the crap they usually put out. Yeah. You know, it's like they've lowered the bar for themselves so much that even just putting forth a mediocre show feels like quite an achievement. Um, I
2: saw this I saw this tweet relatively recently, and I honestly I apologize. I don't know who said it. Um, it was just one of those things you just scroll, 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 and he mm-hmm. seems like, oh, that's a great idea. And it went something along the lines of this. WWE has thoroughly and totally given up on their on on a mid-card division. Anything outside of the box office attraction, right? Outside of Roman, outside of Becky. Uh, And even Becky, the whole Becky-Bianca thing, I'm sure they're going to revisit it, probably come towards WrestleMania. But, like, Becky's a face against Charlotte now and, I guess, a heel against Liv. So She can play it both ways because Becky's really talented. Mm -hmm. But it's like, outside of that stuff, they just sort of go, and I, I know they've always gone from moment to moment, but, God damn it, before now, it felt like there's been some effort, at least last year. I know over the past 12 months, there have been especially elongated uh, uh stretches of lazy creative on the part of raw they have been well documented here everywhere else we talked about we don't even do the nightly raw reviews now we just wait till the next day so we can take our time with the show and not murder ourselves um and so but it's just it seems like it's not oh we're gonna save the good shit for when the crowds come back that's about to say what that's about to say that
4: which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's a N G I.com.
3: They meant Brock. They meant Brock. They meant Brock. Brock. That's all they meant Brock. Brock. One really obvious, uh, uh, Adam Pierce. So let's just talk about this. Yeah. So he and Sonya Deville are, I guess, they haven't really been given, I, I don't believe, proper titles like general manager. You know, historically, mm-hmm. if you're the authority figure or figures on a particular brand, you're the general manager. I don't believe they've been bestowed those titles. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. that's more or less what they are. Yeah. And it's for both brands, for Raw and SmackDown. This has been established. I mean, Adam Pearce is the one who fined and suspended Brock Lesnar. Obviously, he still is at least to a degree in charge of SmackDown as well as as well as well Raw. And mm-hmm. so last week, he he more or less kicked Dom off the, uh, the Raw Survivor Series team because he says, in hindsight, I looked at the roster, four out of the five are former world champions. Dom, you're not. So if you want to keep your spot, you got to beat a former WWE champion, Bob Lashley. Of course, Lashley basically tore him in half. Mm-hmm. Lashley's on the team now. And so Ray goes up to Adam Pearce and it's like, what's, what's the deal with this? We had a deal, Dom would be on the Survivor Series team. And so then uh, Pierce puts Ray up against Lashley. Of course, Ra- Lashley beats the hell out of him. Mm-hmm, yeah. Wins the match afterwards, Adam Pierce, who's watching backstage with the TV right here, you know, like people in WB watch TV. He goes out to the ring and, and says, well now Ray, In your best interest, for the best interest of Team Raw, I can't have you in the Survivor Series team. Uh, I'll have a replacement to be named later. Austin Theory runs out, hits his finisher on Dom. and Adam Pearce says, Austin Theory, I like your style. You're on the team now. I'm like, you just said a week ago you want Team Raw to win. You want to have the best squad possible. You kicked off Dom because he's inexperienced Mm -hmm. and replaced him with a former WWE champion. Austin Theory, I know he has more experience than Dom does, but at the same time on main roster, he does not have a lot of experience. He comes out and hits one move on Dom, and that's enough to impress Adam Pearce when you could potentially put AJ Styles on the team, Edge, and I'm just talking former WWE champions, and, and he doesn't do that. And there's probably going to be no explanation of it because Survivor Series is Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's like there's, there's, there's a disconnect there in his own logic in terms of how he's trying to construct this team. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's they take they make no efforts to explain those inconsistencies, and it bothers. And we, me. Yeah,
2: and we mentioned this during the pre-show: is that the the kernel? Like, you and I both really like Adam Pierce. Yeah, I think he does great like, work.
3: With he whatever great he's doing, yeah.
2: And there's like this sort of kernel of a good idea here, where you know Pierce has had run-ins with Braun, who I think headbutted him. Yeah, uh, Brock. Then, of obviously. course, obviously, Brock. Obviously, and so this idea that Pierce is like, "Hey, man." I'm not going to be disrespectful. I'm not going to be throwing around is a really cool concept. And it's if, if he's just doing this to be a dick because Ray came up to him and was annoyed with this idea that, Hey, you jacked my son. um, I would be cool with it. But the problem is there has been just a pattern established of WWE. And we said this during the pre-show, they will actually set up some cool stuff. It's like, Oh, Whoa. This is kind of a cool idea you got going here. Where you get it. And then they do nothing with it. So it's not like this Pierce thing is going to have a character arc. It's going to go somewhere. There's a there's a story idea that they're going to go towards. It just is going to linger and then he will have sometime somewhere when it's convenient for the story another attitude adjustment, exactly. another character exactly. shift that just will not it will come out of nowhere. It'll be because they need a convenient plot device and he'll be a different person all of a sudden he'll just be over it and it's just it's just this stuff where it's like man they're just not it's just not I mean at least at least like we saw you know Kevin Owens is back to being a bad guy now and God bless his soul he really does do his damnedest to motivate that And I firmly believe that is just him. He goes out there and I don't know if he collaborates with a writer or what, but he goes out there and he says, hey, you wanted me to be bad. You went around besmirching my name, saying I'm a liar, saying I'm not trustworthy. Fine. I'm going to be that then. Even though, like an actual person who's trying to repent understands that they have, you know, the 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 they're, they dug themselves in a hole. But I like that. Okay, he's going against his nature. Kevin Owens is better as a heel, anyways. And it's like, okay, but it's the whole thing just smacks of 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 laziness, and it's so disheartening to watch three hours of
3: it. And here's the other thing about Kevin Owens is is I agree with you. I kind of wish they had. Built to that. Fleshed moment. it out more. Yeah, yeah built I to agree, that moment yeah. where he comes out and says, All right, you want me to be this? You want me to be the bad guy? Fine, I'll be the bad guy. After he tries some more at redemption, you know? Mm-hmm. He comes mm-hmm. out to, uh, last night and says, All right, I know I, I've been awful. I was frustrated. I slipped up. I'm sorry. I'm trying really hard not to be that person. And you know you build the point where he comes to the realization that it's inevitable he's gonna be that person. I feel like they could have built mm-hmm. that built that a bit more. Nonetheless, this is, even even the, the Kevin Owens thing I feel like I maybe mean, part of my my perception of this is skewed because in my mind he's gone in like two and a half months where they need feud for Big E they need opponents mm, yeah. for him yeah. and so our, our, who's gonna be well Seth obviously well we need something a bit, a bit before that Kevin Owens. They have history with mm-hmm. you know, he has history at the New Day. Obviously. He's a great heel. Let's just turn him. And mm-hmm. so it's not an organic
2: Yeah, right.
3: Change. It's 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 a character shift because it's convenient from a creative standpoint to do a month or two month feud with Big E and Kevin Owens. And then after that, you know, there'll probably be no creative direction for Kevin Owens, even if he was sticking around. Oh yeah, no. It would be the kind of thing where you know it's uh, like with right his feud with Roman yeah. where he feuded with Roman for 3 months and that was over and then he was wasn't on TV for a while you know yeah. there's no follow yeah. through with stuff now if they had an idea of follow through with Kevin Owens where so I mean based on what we saw last night he's bad again now he's probably going to start winning um mm-hmm. because he's bad and then he'll you know uh, uh, have a, a a feud with Big E he'll lose that mm-hmm. and if they took that as either you know be a fork in the road for him well I'd, I I I Went bad again, and in the end, didn't work. Should I reconsider, or all right, I didn't go bad enough? Yeah. Either those will probably be the case, unless he insists on it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't
2: know. I don't know, man. I think that I think that a a, a, a two or three month feud, you know, whenever Owens leaves into AEW, I'm just excited about that. Uh, however long it takes, I really love Kevin Owens. Oh, I, I love Biggie. Same. And you know, sometimes if they just let them go out there and do whatever. It'll make for entertaining stuff. I thought the Owens-Finn-Balor match was highly entertaining was tonight. Good. Kevin Owens as a heel is best Kevin Owens. Let's be honest. I hope when Kevin Steen gets there, there ain't no I'm happy to be here. It's just him destroying people mm-hmm. from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I think that could be great. Um, So, uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, that that's a positive. Again, it all comes down to uh, the performers are great. If it wasn't for Seth Rollins, uh, he brings so much to the equation, you know, for him to telling people, don't wake the baby. Don't wake the baby. Yeah, that was good. You know, the fact that this nutcase is a dad and in kayfabe, I mean, obviously they've, you know, they, they've talked extensively about Becky and him having a baby, but I just love that they, they're they not shying away from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't wake mm-hmm. the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, He does really wonderful work. The, the, the performers there in the WWE do God's work. They do really as much as they can with the slop that they're given. It's just, unfortunately, the people in charge have to give them direction and plot points and story beats to hit and that's where they just really drop the ball it's like you can have all these great performances but if the story's not there yeah it's not going to be compelling stuff nope. it's going to be reliant com- completely and totally on the performers and that's the that that's that's where you have to get your entertainment from mm-hmm. and on raw mm-hmm. that's where we do get it from uh, it's just unfortunately you when you understand that something can be so much damn better uh it's it's it really is a shame and a chore to sit through it's kind of funny too like i i this it's so ass backwards like i totally thought that with so many great tag teams being on smackdown now that that would be the land of the smackdown of, of the tag team stuff but like raws tag team division is actually kind of thriving right now like they've got you know obviously coming up At Survivor Series, you've got uh, RK Pro versus the Usos. That'll be a killer match. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got this dynamic with Orton and Riddle. You know, Orton try to appeal to Real like, these titles are the only thing that means anything. This team is the only thing that means anything to me. And Riddle completely... Not really understanding the point and just saying, Oh, you care about me? Or it's like you really get it. Yeah. And then the street problems go. So I like the dynamics in the tag team they're division. To develop
3: some stories, even though if the, the, the one between AJ Styles and Amos and the Dirty Dogs is is, is kind of nonsensical.
2: <laughs> it It is. It is. But they're being featured, which is yeah. really yeah. kind of, I, I really appreciate that there is. I mean, what were there? At least there was what, two. They had uh, uh, the Dirty Dogs uh, versus AJ and Amas. They had the Street Prophets versus Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have all the, the RK Bro stuff. I know a lot of that took up the beginning. So, like, I do appreciate that yeah. the tag teams, which by and large are populated with guys that are typically singles wrestlers, is a thriving scene on Raw. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought if you were a tag team, you're going to Raw to die. But uh, but they're doing pretty decent with their tag doing team division. With the tag division,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, So we'll just go ahead and dive into it. Uh, Biggie opened the show, said, got a lot of people. A lot of people out here have their eyes on me talking about, you know, being the champion. He says, with Thanksgiving around the corner, I have plenty to give, but let's get to the matter at hand. And that's Roman Reigns. He says, you see, Roman, it was supposed to be brand versus brand, champion versus champion. But you and your little cousins took it to a place that we could never come back from. You put your hands on my family. So now that means i got to beat your ass like you stole something. Got to make sure there are empty beds in the hospital in Brooklyn for you. Got to take a piece of you that you'll never get back.
3: But that's Sunday. This is Monday. Kevin Owens, bring your lying carcass out here. And uh, he does. And he tells Biggie there's nothing he'd like more than to to go to the ring and beat him up again. But he says, last week, Biggie, you cost me my match against Seth. That's his third straight loss since coming to Raw. Now you're mentioning that Biggie called him a liar, so he snapped. And how could he not? He said he wasn't lying, but doesn't matter. But since Big E said it, and everybody respects him so much, uh, now everyone backstage is judging me. And anyone who judges me for what I did last week, including you, Big E, can go to hell. He says because of Big E, the perception uh, is that Kevin Owens is a scumbag. So he says, I'll just be the bad guy everybody wants me to be, but I'm going to be worse. I'm going to break bad on every WWE superstar and on Big E. And he deserves it. And everything that happens from here on is Big E's fault. And so Big E tells Owens to get in the ring. Instead, Kevin Owens walks backstage. Big E follows. uh, And then the Usos jump him as he's about to head through the curtain. Uh, They bring bring him back to the ring, beat him up some more. Uh, Jay talks some trash. Says uh, RK Bro can get this work too. Riddle runs out. To make the save, him and Biggie clear the ring, and then Sonya comes out and says, "All oh, you get back in the ring, we're gonna have a tag match now." And then Seth Rollins yeah. comes out to the ramp and then d- laughs and dances.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he laughs and dances and points at Sonya. He really is. Seth is a, really a joy to watch. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. So, uh, so yeah, the match is gonna be Biggie and uh, Riddle versus the Usos. Seth ends up getting involved. Orton gets involved. So then it turns into Big E and RK-Bro versus the Usos
3: and Seth Rollins.
2: So like a I, Team Raw guy with some Team SmackDown I stand, guys. I
3: can't stand they do this. It's just filler. It just, it's obvious filler. The first match is it, obvious filler.
2: It, it really is. So Rollins gets the win on Riddle with a couple of rolling elbows and then a roll-up. Um, so uh, then after the match, I I really loved this part. Again, Just it's the performers... After the match, Big E grabs Jay. He's really laying into him. And this is the kind of shit from Big E that I love to see. Oh, uh, because Randy
3: hit uh, Jay with an RKO.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so uh, he's like, I hope your daddy, I hope Daddy Roman got the message. Picks him up, looks in the camera, says, this is for you. Then drops him with the big ending. Yeah, but th- that whole bit, and it's so funny because you see Biggie looking at the camera, and WWE are, like people are trained to never look into the camera. But for the purpose of this, he had to because he <laughs> sent a message to Roman. He looks like halfway nervous looking into the camera, but the delivery was excellent. Oh yeah, it's very convincing. And uh, and the big ending was great. So uh, yeah. I thought that I thought that that moment was really really special. Yeah, I thought it was pretty
3: good. Uh, after that, we had a Bianca Belair interview. Uh, she says that last week, Dewdrop made it clear that uh, she thinks she should be on the Survivor Series team and not her, Bianca, that is. Um, and then she's like, I don't make the rules around here, but if Dewdrop wants to mix it up, let's do it. Um, and she's like, I'm not taking away from Dewdrop, but she keeps sticking her nose in my business. And then Tamina steps in, tells Bianca that tonight, I'm your business. And Bianca says, well, I was looking for Dewdrop, but Tamina, you'll do that match
2: did not she did not look at the kayfabe whiteboard to see exactly who she was taking or maybe maybe the kayfabe whiteboard is like the real script and that there's it just says bianca match yeah could be she's like who am i gonna be fighting we're still figuring that out so i mean gonna be dewdrop we have a thing going right now we're still figuring it out we're still working on that so uh after that we have a uh before we get to the match get a kevin owens interview finn interrupts says, uh, I, I'm sorry I wasn't there when you're asking people to vouch for you last week because I would have said you're a liar to your face. Did you see my pink trunks the other day? <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> he says, now, uh, now we're going to fight because Seth is out because he was in that match already. And then Owen says, oh, me and you? Too bad for you. And
3: that's no lie. Chum. Uh, P-
2: yeah,
3: then we get Bianca versus Tamina. Uh, Bianca picks up the wins For a relatively short bout um, And so she's celebrating in the ring Dewdrop comes out to the ramp Tells oh Bianca you must have You just had a match so you must be exhausted So wouldn't it wouldn't be fair for me to come to the ring And take advantage of that But after Survivor Series I'll be looking for you uh, Yeah
2: and then uh, Becky starts the second hour Oh and uh she says and katie said any of you missed it this is what charlotte had to say about me last friday they roll with this good charlotte promo it. oh yeah there you go you got to see becky who are you yeah you i don't that- know yeah anyways like i said you didn't miss much dude uh she says i used to be i really like this promo from becky though she so, yeah, I used I to be your good. best friend the person there that was that was there for you that was so happy for you also a shoulder to cry on but i'm also the person that realized being your best friend comes with conditions You always have to be the star and whoever's with you has got to be in the back. I had to do so much more. Uh, She said, I had to do so much more than be a one note ripoff than someone else to succeed. I had to recreate myself so many times so I could be the biggest star in this industry. My success has made you so bitter that you don't even like yourself anymore. I'm the person you're going to have to face with the survivor series. I'm going to make you face your demons. This is about personal legacy. This Sunday, I'm going to be the person who beats the ever living piss out of you Liv Morgan interrupts and uh, God bless Liv Morgan She can't She looks like she's nervous <laughs> When she's in the ring with Beck. Becky's so Fucking good on the mic And Liv has improved Vastly in the ring oh, yeah. When she's talking she sounds like she's A first year promo student I'm sorry I just I know people Really like Liv Morgan but I just don't She sounds so nervous When she talks And so she tries, and then Becky, it's like that time Ricochet tried to say something, and Drew said, shut up. And he just had cry face the entire time she's out there. She's got cry face. She's like, you know, uh, she says, last week you just walked away from me. I'm not going to let you do that again, especially not after I won the opportunity I'd been waiting for. A chance of taking that title off of the one person I admired most, you. Becky says, you yeah, know, well, hold on a second. Last week, I only left to give you a moment after your victory because you don't get many of them. She says, I used to be your biggest fan. Do you remember what I said before I left to you? She said, I, I know you remember it because you told the whole world about it. I even figured you'd interrupt me. So I prepared a video package. And it cuts to an episode of Talking Smack from mm-hmm. four months ago. And Liv said, Becky told me when I come back, you're going to be champion. And I didn't accomplish that. And Becky says, uh, when they come back from it, Becky's like, I didn't realize you were going to underperform so badly. The crowd starts moving. She's like, well, it's not my fault. I wasn't even here to hold her down. So the truth is, some people have it and some people don't. Said, so look at me. I left for a year and a half and I won this thing in 26 seconds and I've been killing the game ever since. And in all that time, you've done nothing. And then Liv tries to say something and Becky just runs over her says, I get the title. Uh, uh, she says, I told you to get that title when I'm gone because now that I'm back, there's no way you're going to get your grubby little hands mm-hmm. on it. And Liv just has the most cry face, and all she can do is call her a bitch, and it's the weakest thing. It and really she is. and Becky tries to attack, and Liv tosses her, and Becky goes around and carries the entire segment. So, I don't know. That was harsh. That was harsh for Liv,
3: man. That yeah. was harsh. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, RK bro, they're backstage. Orton wants Riddle to stop playing hero. Asks Riddle, where is it got him helping the street profits? And he says, I'll tell you where it's gotten you. It's gotten you flattened. He says, and it was your fault. Riddle he says, you interjected yourself in a Moss business. And then tonight you got, uh you, you, you tried to go out there and help Big E when he made a mess for himself. And he's a champ. He doesn't need our help. The only thing you need to worry about are their titles and RK bro. And Riddle says, Randy, you're right. He says, I wish I could pick up some of your knowledge, but I thought it was a good strategy to help Big E against the Usos. And then Orton says, I'm going to spell it out for you. The only thing that matters is RK-Bro and those titles. And, and Riddle says, aw, you care, Randy? And Orton, he storms off. He's upset. Street
2: Orton's <laughs> so good in this, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he is. Orton, is he is so invested in this thing, and I love it. I do love every time he's on the screen
3: with us. Yeah. So then Street Profits walk in, and Dawkins is wondering why Orton doesn't like him. And Riddle says, y'all, you know, Uh, Real says, I love you guys. I think Randy likes you, but I have to start acting more like Orton. And Dawkins says, The only time you're supposed to start acting like and thinking like your partner is when the bell rings before your match. Speaking of which, we have a match right now. So they kind of, you know, talk a bit more, and then the three profits go. And their match against uh, Alpha Academy was next. This was really fun. Mm hmm. Um, uh, Chad Gable uh, takes a loss for Alpha Academy. Um, there are some good bits in here, though. Um, uh, but uh, it took a uh, – Gable hits a crossbody off the top on Ford. Ford rolls through and then uh, pins Gable to get the win.
2: And largely because Otis had been taken out of the equation by Dawkins. Dawkins yeah. He tried to tried to go for, like, a, a cannonball or spear or something, and Dawkins got out of the way. I really do appreciate how – at the end of this, the street profits really came off like man. We just sort of stole that one,
3: mm-hmm, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that they're you know they're they're booking Alpha Academy as a as a real machine as a real unit. Yeah, I like
3: that. I like the bit Ford when he was trying to knock Otis off his feet and having no luck with it.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah, and yeah, finally yeah. Realizing
3: sure. no, this isn't going to happen. After that, we had uh, Adam Pierce backstage when Ray storms in, wonders why Pierce fed Dom to Lashley. Said we had a verbal agreement that Dominic would be on Team Raw, and Pierce says. I understand your frustration. Uh, and then Ray says, I want one question answered. Pierce, are you man your word or not? And Pierce says, Ray, you better stay in your lane. I'm going to put you in a match uh, tonight against Bob Lashley.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, we – okay, so this was weird. So uh, they were going to do – because the, the women's tag team division doesn't actually have a division. Yeah. They were going to do two singles matches against the number one contenders, I assume, for the tag team yes. titles. So uh they did Nikki versus Queen Zelina and they did Rhea versus uh Carmella. Yeah. Uh here's the thing though. My Xfinity feed uh dropped to color bars during the Nikki Queen Zelina stuff. Oh. I was I was watching on my on my DVR. Uh I'm assuming Nikki lost this because yeah. like the match was over when it came back. It, it was a pretty like an short. extensive drop.
3: It was okay. pretty short. It was a pretty uh-huh. short bout, but yeah, yeah, Zelina got the win with the code red. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Uh,
3: And then after that, we had Rhea versus Carmella
2: i'll be honest this match is pretty damn entertaining mm-hmm. uh rhea Ripley, they, they these two have good chemistry and their characters have really good chemistry carmella and that mask is killing me it, it it absolutely makes me laugh and then Corey's commentary yeah. given that it's completely out that they're a thing yeah and and he just completely goes crazy for her mm-hmm. i i love every bit of it i really do i think carmella is just wonderfully entertaining and she's been entertaining for quite a while now yeah. whenever oh, she's yeah. given something to work with the mask is hideous. Mm-hmm. It makes her look so Hannibal Lecterish. I know. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was really, really good stuff. Uh, Rhea ends up getting her finish for the win, but it's a pretty entertaining match.
3: Yeah, it is It is pretty fun afterwards. Zelina grabs a mic. She congratulates Rhea on her win, but also congratulates Nikki on being friends with the winner. <laughs> and says, Zelina,
2: is, Zelina is really fucking
3: good. And then says, uh, Rhea's fluke victory doesn't mean a thing. Because it'll be her and, and Carmella that will lead Team Raw to victory. While Nikki is at, ho- at home alone with the losers. With
2: the lose. So wait, who's on Team team Raw Is Bianca? Yes. Rhea. Yes. Carmella and Zelina. That's four, right? And uh, I know I'm missing somebody really obvious. Somebody else help me out here. Because I'm like, wait, why is Rhea on? But Nikki's not. Hold on. Is it live? No, it's not live. Liv has Liv's got a thing. Is it Liv? Yeah, it is no, Live. Liv. Is, is it Live? Liv. Okay, yeah. it's Live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, given that like for other I mean, I know Seth is waiting out Biggie. He's gonna be the next big opponent. Same with Kevin Owens. I don't know. It's it is weird that Nikki's not on the like the you know, one member of the tag team isn't.
3: I know. Whatever. I know, I know, I know. Uh, after that, uh, Biggie steps into Adam Pearce's office and Pearce is telling him you need to be totally focused on your match against Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. Uh Biggie says, "Don't worry about my focus. I know I got Roman on Sunday. I know Seth is going for my title. Plus I got to deal with Kevin Owens." And Adam Pearce says, "Yes, that's the point. You need to stay above the chaos." He says, "You want that match against Roman on Sunday, right?" He says, "Then you got to stay away from the ringside area for Kevin Owens' match against Finn Balor." And if you don't think I'm being serious, I got two words for you. They weren't suck it. Okay. Oh, it yeah. was Brock Lesnar. Break it so down, Brock Lesnar. You don't listen to me, you're going to get suspended.
2: And <laughs> Biggie did not like that, man. He was about to give Pierce a big ending. Uh, after that, we had a Seth Rollins interview. He was asked about uh, Team Raw being a part of it. And he says, whoa, 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 I'm not going to be a part of Team Raw. I'm going to lead Team Raw. It was like, after the Survivor Series, I'm going to turn my attention to Big E and simply put, I'm going to take the WWE Championship and lead this show to the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good stuff. It
3: was fun. It was fun. Uh, then we get Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens. This is a really fun match. You know, whether he's leaving or not, I appreciate Kevin Owens is putting everything he's got into his his, his matches now. I mean, oh, he's always yeah, done absolutely. it, but it seems like yeah. he's really taken things up a notch of late. Yeah. Um, like he's busting out moves we haven't seen him do for a while if at all in WWE and it's just great to see uh in Mm -hmm. the end he ends up getting the win uh he uh escapes a coup de gras he actually escapes two coup de gras one he he rolls out of the way second one he knocks Finn off the ropes and then Mm -hmm. hits Finn with the stunner to get the win all right this next bit I mean okay so we've got an interview with AJ Styles and Amos. I watched this this morning. I'm like, I, it was scratching my head because AJ's promo made absolutely zero sense to me. So hopefully you he can help it make some sense. Probably not. So he's he's asked about the Dirty Dogs. Uh, AJ says they're not in the same food chain as them. And there are a couple facts that are undeniable in the tag division. Uh, if the Usos would just finish off The New Day and get off his show, sorry, their show. And I'm like...
2: The New Day, yeah. the New They're Day on,
3: Smackdown. on SmackDown. Why are you... And so are the Usos. Why are you worrying about them?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they don't have anything to do with the tag division.
3: No, not on, not on Raw. He says, then there's that, the Street, yeah. the street Profits. They always want the smoke. He says, I don't know what they're talking about, but there's a thing called a Duralog. I did like the Duralog reference. He says, I yeah. have enough smoke for everyone. <laughs> That's the most dad l- reference Yeah, no. He is. says, you don't cross us. He says, hey, there's a movie called The Avengers with a guy named Loki. He said he had an army. Well, I have a moss, which I guess makes me Iron Man. And I'm like, I, I
2: like that. I like that he pronounced Loki, key, Loki, key, like it's his friend from TNA. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that yeah.
3: analogy is apt, AJ. Anyways, and he says, as far as the Dirty Dogs are concerned, they stole a win from them last week, but tonight. And then Amos cuts him off, says, tonight I'll make him suffer. And then we cut to a Dirty Dogs promo, like they're just across the room and heard everything AJ said. And it was like, oh, you want to talk movies, huh? Well, <laughs> They we make just,
2: the lamest reference. We just
3: watched a blockbuster movie on Peacock this weekend, and it reminds us, AJ and Amos, it's twins. It reminds us that you're in your 40s. <laughs>
2: Oh gosh, this is hey so twins bad. is a fine movie it's like my it's literally like one of my dad's favorite movies yeah, it's a decent perfectly it's, decent, move, decent no film, it's yes. a fine movie but it's such a the movie came out in 88 it's such a dated reference I know. um yeah like calling somebody a devito i think most people probably just know Danny devito these days from always sunny mm-hmm. and he's amazing in it mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know. I the, the thing that made me laugh when AJ and Amos he says, "Yeah, two cool guys watching cool movies, right?" Amaz? and Amoss like, "Okay, dude, you're the most dad guy." Anyways, yeah, that was a uh, that was it. Was, no, the, I mean the most confusing thing about it was the the um, the USO's new day thing.
3: Like, was he up? Was he upset that the Usos? Well, no, they were. He's not
2: targeting Big E. AJ's not going after Big E. I thought
3: he might have been upset that the Usos were going up against uh, RK Bro or something, but it's not like they were challenging for the tag titles.
2: Yeah, it's a different set of tag titles.
3: Riddle got pinned. I don't get
2: it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, We had that match AJ and Amos versus the Dirty Dogs. Of course, AJ and Amos get the win. Amos. Dropping Dolph from like I don't know twelve feet up in the air like yeah. he can do because he's super tall. Styles uh, tags uh, you know get asked for the tag in. He hits a phenomenal forearm mm-hmm. for the win after Moss wrecks everybody. everybody. After Amos had basically just done that, yeah. You know? uh, uh, after that, we had a Lashley interview where he uh, just basically says Ray is trash. <laughs> <And> then we <laughs> had that match where he uh, proved it out. Yeah, Ray Mysterio versus Lashley, Rectum. where Lashley treated him like a bag of trash. Wrecked
3: him. I mean, completely,
2: dude. That finish where Ray hit the six one nine and then hit that splash, and then Lashley just stood up with him like he was holding a baby, like he was playing
3: with a child. I know that it, was it, it actually Put him right hilarious. into a Hurt Lock. I know. I mean, Ray he got, got made some him offense. Ray got some offense in, but Lashley, it was you know the outcome was never really in depth. So yeah, Lashley gets the win. Ray taps the Hurt Lock and we cut backstage because Adam Pierce has been walking, watching the match, you know, at a weird, awkward angle the whole time. So Sarah walks up for an interview and he's like, "Hey, can I borrow the mic, please?" And so he walks out You've to the rich. arena. His trainers are checking on Ray. He says it's my job to make sure they have the best competition at Survivor Series. So at least he didn't say out, you know, like just directly, "I want Team Raw to win." Says so pains me to say it, but for the well-being of Ray and Team Raw, I got no choice. I got to take Raw off. Say Ray off Team Raw with a replacement name later, and that's when Austin Theory comes out, hits Dom with his finish, and Pierce says, "I like your style." You're I, do,
2: I do appreciate that Pierce's vocalizations are very Vince-like. Like, he is totally channeling Vince McMahon with when he talks. I like your style. What a maneuver. Um, yeah, I, I, I can sort of see that. Because you know you know that Vince is coaching him up oh, on this obviously. shit. Oh, obviously. Know. And then you
3: want <laughs> <laughs> to say, Down to doing okay, readings cool. for him, yeah.
2: Yeah, Oh yeah, well, no, exactly. He's doing line readings for him. I guarantee that shit, man. He's giving him line readings. Anyways, let's go ahead and answer some of the questions out there. I've got uh, a thread here on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If you can't make the show, if you can't watch it live with us on the Twitch and you want an ad, if you have a burning question for us on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, you can leave that question. First up, Crispy McGrizzle says uh is this whole you're on the survivor series team just kidding you aren't an actual story beat or one of vince's whims i don't know if i'd consider it a vince whim i feel like because of what you said at the beginning uh uh, of the show today they had a lot on their plate and i feel like they had ideas for how they want the match to play out and now they're like well wait a second we should do this instead how are we going to do that pierce is a dick
3: or it could be I a thing where they're they, rewriting. I yeah. Think. They're rewriting where they announce the teams and, they'll, and they realize, Oh, maybe we could have had some intrigue and drama in terms of who's going to be on like qualifying matches for mm-hmm, spots mm-hmm. on the teams. So we'll announce, uh, the teams and then make people earn their spots, uh, uh after the fact, and instead of having qualifying matches. It's like, it, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I always bring up the, the Nikki ASH, A- A- ASH story where they kind of reached oh, yeah. the conclusion at the end of the first act, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. what should have yeah, been the totally. moment where she conquers, you know, the supervillain Charlotte. They kind of did that at the end of the first act, and now she, she's taking L's all all over the place.
2: Again, you set something up, and then they just don't follow through. It is an endless, yeah.
3: endless parade of this. It really is. Yeah. Uh E dub here asks, is Kevin Steen gonna swerve Seth Rollins when he faces Big E to screw with Seth? And will this lead to a loser leaves match? Um well either either Owens, Seth or both are gonna cost Big E his match at Survivor Series. He's gonna lose to Roman, unfortunately.
2: It would be kinda cool if they did if they actually did a loser leaves town match mm-hmm. for Steen. Mm-hmm. But and, and Vince really likes Kevin Owens, so he he might show him that kind of respect. On the other side, he might just treat him like trash on the way out, or just not feature him. Yeah, who love, does? You know who knows? I mean, Adam Cole's different because that was NXT. Uh, Brian Danielson, he was he was featured up until the moment he well, yeah, he, but they, they, he they, they took had some a, time. they had
3: oh, the yeah. loser leave SmackDown, or like he had, if he lost to Roman in their singles match on SmackDown. Oh yeah, had, yeah, yeah, that's right. Andrew they had Smackdown.
2: that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Then he was yeah. gone. Let's see here. Uh, Wolf Pack for Life says, this: The season of Survivor that John Morrison was on is on Netflix right now. He asked what superstars would do the best at Survivor. Wouldn't Reggie do the best at Survivor? Yeah.
3: I Isn't mean, Randy certain- Orton like Mr. Survivor Series? Hasn't he been in a bunch of them and been the Survivor in a lot? Oh, I think he's talking about the show Survivor. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying yeah. Randy Orton's been in Survivor Series matches. A lot. Okay, He's yeah. won a bunch of them or something. Okay. I thought I read that somewhere.
2: Well, also, Randy Orton, the you know the 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 apex predator. Yeah. The Viper. Yeah. I think in character, he'd do probably the best. Yeah, he'd be really good at Survivor.
3: Yeah. That's a yeah. good, good one. Uh, White Brownie, are you more surprised at no last-minute title change or brand invasion? No. Everything about this build, the Survivor Series, seems so...
2: Patched together. Yeah. 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 No, they're not worried about like a big, cool moment. No. I would actually be kind of surprised if we got anything resembling that at... Yeah, there's been no story here whatsoever. Nope. Nope. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Dog Authority figure. If Vince and company are committed to doing the draft shortly before Survivor Series and keeping it brand warfare, I had a thought for how to rationalize it. Do you think it could work as a team-building, brand-building activity? I think that's not a terrible idea. That's not a terrible idea. The problem is... Like wholesale, there are dudes from from SmackDown that came over to Raw, and that whole group was gonna was on to was Team Smack or Team Raw. You know, it was what, Seth, Owen, it was a bunch of guys. Yeah, it's basically
3: all team raw. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And now they've changed out all like Lashley's on it now. Austin Theory's on it now. So they've changed it a little bit, so it's like three out of the five. But now that's a, that's a solid idea. If it was an idea that they actually wanted to run with, but they don't they don't do that. They no. just book week to week.
3: Yeah, I know, I know. And again, it, it should it would be great if there was a situation where all right, whether it's on a per match basis for these elimination tag matches or overall, there's stakes involved. Say if Team Raw wins either the the most matches or just their individual matches, then you know, uh, they should get some sort of reward for doing so. We just never really bothered doing it that that way. I don't know why. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, don't get it. Don't get
2: it. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Ah, Moses Opposes says, With Kevin Owens being the obvious next dude to AEW, which current WWE female wrestler do you see joining AEW next? So somebody who's in the company now, that via contract expiration or being released you know i know we don't like to speculate on anybody getting released mm-hmm. but um oscar maybe boy oscar would be great but the problem is they would they could probably add shit tons of time onto her contract because she's been but injured, uh, seemingly yeah. injured yeah, yeah. um I wonder if, mm, I mean, I feel like they took the thing that Nikki ASH had and they kind of ran it into the ground before even really giving it a proper shot. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me if she was like, that was the best thing I had. What, like, like that's, that's it. And mm-hmm. now they're just going to use I mean, I know she's a tag team champion, but in a division that doesn't have any contenders. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see Nikki storm in AEW. I think oh, that'd, yeah. be yeah, that'd be rad. You cool. know, I have no idea where her head's at. If she really enjoys the platform, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know, but I think that'd be great. I think she's sort of that sort of Ruby Soho type been around for a long time. Terrific wrestler. Everybody loves her kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, all right. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Twitch chat, stick around. We'll hang out for a little bit. Thanks, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later.
3: Goodbye.
0: The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue.
1: You find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around.